Morning has turned to afternoon. Good afternoon, everyone. But the grind carries on. Not just the grind physically, but the grind mentally. The Midday Grind, featuring a couple of TV jockeys who've also been through the radio wars. <laughs> Serious? Martin Kilcoin. I was a little lit, so I was saying whatever I wanted. And Charlie Marlowe. Our top story tonight, John Jay will be back tomorrow. Here's him getting a hit in 2012. It's the Midday Grind on 590 The Fan and 590TheFan.com. Twelve oh five in St. Louis. Twelve oh five in Winnipeg too. In case you're wondering, uh, you know what? I was going to save this for at the end of the day. But we can start this beef now because it's a big deal. Clocks. I timing. saw. I saw Amy Markscores who um, KMOX. I, her tweet got Who's retweeted. Who's KMOX that you? What is this station you speak of? It's a station that has a few fewer watts. Is that us. our rival? Would you say? <laughs> going to take those people down? Yeah. Like Chinatown. Um. But it was retweeted into my feed, and I looked it up just to confirm. Winnipeg calls themselves the gateway to the West. Whoa! And I take offense to whoa, that. Whoa! Yes. We buried this. That's this... a nick. I was going to see her for at the end of the no. day, but you know what? This is a lead story. Never, ever. <laughs> you never bury the lead, and you never cheat the lead. I need to find out why. Winnipeg I... says yes. they're the gateway to the West? Yes. Yeah, there's nothing west there, okay? It's just a bunch of mountain and cattle and maybe some oil, okay? They got some oil, I'm sure. Never feel safe with a two-goal lead? Wow. Gateway to the west. We got get... We had the guys on from Edmonton when Gosh. Hitch took the job, and, and Frank and I predicted that they might win the cup because they had Hitch, and that didn't actually work out so well. They had something weird, like a giant baseball bat in downtown Edmonton. And we're like, why do you guys have a giant baseball bat? But this is a bigger story. We will get to the bottom of it. It is 12.06 now in Winnipeg and in St. Louis. What a great day. Blues sitting there with a day off. It used to be, the, and Frank, I guarantee, remembers these days when you always traveled with the Blues. Now it's a little more based on logistics, how far away, how Frank expensive. Frank talks about how much he loved that because you'd have you'd have the game, the like game one, then you have the day off in between. So you Correct. can go to whatever restaurant you wanted to, take your time. Yes. Frank. Good to eat. Go to the morning skate, <laughs> yes. tape a couple of stand-ups. What, is he eating on a per diem, Three, too? two, yes. and oh, one. Yeah, that's hey, not, the that's, Blues hit the ice. That's, that's not like in baseball where game one, you're in Frank L.A., Mitch, and then game, next day is game two, so you're on a bit of a time crunch, and you fly out, and you have that you have the buffer day in between to kind of do whatever you want. I'll say, I'll say it. Per diems are the coolest things in the world. I don't know why, but like, I've I've been on like two or three trips in college broadcasting and per diems always felt cool. Just have somebody walking around, hands you an envelope full of money. Just you have a free day today. Have some you know go get some food, go see a movie. I don't know why. If, just if you good. have anything left, you're like I'm spending. Every, yes. I'm going to go buy a Tootsie Roll at the gas station just to max out the but, per diem. But the best thing is you have the game. It's over the next day. You go to a little morning skate. Hey, let's check in with the boys. Then you're like, all right, Malcolm, back to you. You finish your report. You're done. And it doesn't matter how cool or uninteresting the city is. You got the whole day just to hang out. And Larry Plo back in the day uh, would forget sort of all the terrible things we said about his team all year. And then he would take the media out to dinner. We're in San Jose, and he takes us out to the Fairmont. We're at the Fairmont Hotel. Big media spread. And I remember we're pounding drinks, having fun. Like, oh, Larry, you're the best. Love your team. 
And I went into the bathroom. Are you saying this hoping DeWitt and Stillman are listening right now? Try to yes. restart that tradition? And I ran into the bathroom at the Fairmont Hotel, and Coach Q is in there. And he and Kitchen are just pounding drinks and watching hockey. They weren't with us. They were at the hotel bar watching some other hockey playoff game, which I guess in theory we all should have been doing. <laughs> Those were the greatest trips, I'm telling you. So I don't know what the boys are doing in Winnipeg, the gateway to the West, but certainly enjoying what was a thrilling Game 1 win, fourth latest rate goal in regulation in Blues playoff history because it happened at 2.05. So two minutes, five seconds left in the game. Tyler Bozak has your game winner, fourth latest. Wow. Blues playoff goal in regulation. Obviously, overtime would be a different deal. That nugget, courtesy Jim Thomas of the Post-Dispatch. Blues win it. Jordan Bennington. Uh, I do. I don't. I. I don't even know what to call it. I call it the Twitter controversy, but that was stupid because it's not a controversy. The Twitter annoyance that happened earlier in the day, and he handled that, didn't seem to have any effect on him. The fact that it was a whiteout, a loud building, or what he said, they're going to go crazy. It's Canada. It's playoff hockey. Gateway to the West. Gateway to the West. Mike Bush, I believe when Winnipeg won the Super Bowl, he yeah. said it's the gateway to the best. <laughs> Nothing seems to phase him. Uh, and here's Jordan Bennington with one of his 24 saves. The late, the last one may have been the biggest. Oh, that's I didn't know. That. Or three, two, one. Uh, well, here's Wheeler, something. Wide, wide open. That was blocked by Steen, and he's lost his stick. Now Buffett. Oh, what a save by Bennington! There it is. He had a big save, and then after the game, he was talked about what happened in the first minute. So he had a huge save late in the game, but in the first minute of the game, a collision with Mark Shifley. Now. They were both sort of in a weird spot. I don't think Shifley was trying to knock him over, but I also think he didn't want to avoid him. Leads to a penalty on Winnipeg, and for some reason after that, they booed Bennington the entire (laughs) game, and I thought he didn't really do anything. He was standing behind the net. Your guy ran into him, and yet you're booing Bennington. Here's Binner on the collision. You know, it's playoff hockey. I can take a hit. Um, We're just going to... Keep preparing for the game and as again, stay composed and keep working. 24 saves. Bennington's playoff debut, much like what we have seen over the last couple of months. So if you add that to the total, it's 25-5-1. He's played 31 games and an NHL starting goalie. He has won 25 of those 31 games. Game two is 8-30 on Friday night. Perron tied it, and it was great camera work by the folks at Fox Sports Midwest. They captured this right before... The goal happened. David Perron and Colton Pareko are talking, and you can see them sort of playing out what could happen. Right after that, you get the face-off, and Pareko sends the puck back to Perron, who rips a blast, tied the game up. Perron's first Blues playoff goal since 2012. little deceiving because he was gone for a while. Yes. So that is a little deceiving, but he has historically struggled to get you goals in the playoffs. So Perron ties it, Bozak wins it, and I think it's pretty rare. I mean, we always show in basketball, oh, look at this pick, and then it cleans him out, and then he, you know, there's always a play that we focus on and we walk through the play. Oh, he came off the screen, and he he shot it without dribbling, you know, catch and release, whatever. Rarely in hockey do we talk about, like, a play. You know, we always think, hey, they just went out there, and they just kind of knocked the puck around, and, hey, it actually went Found in. the open guy and shot it. That's one of the few times I can recall – it even being captured on TV where they mapped it out and it worked to perfection. Thrilling game. Blues win 2-1.
The first home game is going to be Sunday night. That's going to be raucous. That's at 6.30 at Enterprise Center. Also of note, Nashville lost their opener. Country Buggers losing to Ben Bishop and the Dallas Stars. Then you have the top overall seed, which is Tampa Bay, which crushed everybody in the standings, even though they lost twice to the Blues. They had a three-zip first-period lead. Lightning at home, up three-zip on Columbus, those pesky Blue Jackets, and Columbus scored the last four goals. So, again, just one game in to a lot of these series, but sort of fun to look around. Country it's buggers in Nashville buggers. have lost, you know, home ice advantage, crazy crowd. Their offensive linemen pour beer on each other, and they have country singers Fishers in the suite talking to Goodell. They've the lost league. five of their last six playoff games in Nashville. Is that Dating right? Dating back to last postseason, they lost – now, one to Colorado and then lost three out of four to Winnipeg in last year's postseason. So they're country buggers, and I think Strick told us yesterday, I said, what are they in Winnipeg? He said, lonely Canadians. Lonely Can- which is kind of insulting. I oh, feel yeah, like 100%. if someone said that St. Louisans are lonely Americans, we'd take offense to that. Oh, I think it was offensive, yeah. yeah. I don't think there's any it's doubt. Lonely. And Strick- I don't think Strick had really <laughs> workshopped the whole idea. He just had to come up with something, and he said lonely Canadians. And Strick loves Canada as a country. Seems sure. to have he a very he... low regard for, for Winnipeg as a city. Yeah, that's fair. I think Strickland <laughs> and Kerber both think they're Canadian. Like, deep down, they think they're Canadian. Uh, Blues win a thriller. Cardinals also won. That is now four in a row. It's three straight over the Dodgers. Jack Flaherty, who was scuffling to get through that first inning. I happened to be in the car because we'd been down at the ballpark. And Mike Shannon just sounded kind of annoyed. He's like, well, he ain't going to make it to the fourth. This keeps up. It was a great at-bat by Turner. Justin Turner is just battling, battling, fouling the ball off, fouling the ball off, and eventually gets the double play ball, which really saved that inning because you're about to have a 30-pitch first inning. Somehow Flaherty settles in, gives you six innings, strikes out eight. That's the Jack Flaherty you've been looking to see. And the Cardinal pitching has found a way to shut down the Dodgers. They came to town. They had won five in a row. They were scoring eight runs a game. What do they have for the series? Five? Five runs, only two home runs. Both solo shots hit last night. I think starting pitching, you're seeing things trend up a little bit. It's not where you expect it to be, but Michaelis recovered after a weird first inning in the first game of the series. You saw Flaherty ending up six innings, one earned, eight strikeouts. Dakota Hudson didn't allow much hard contact, but did allow a number of base runners, but Ben, don't break. And then the offense, I think, is really starting to to stretch its legs. Marcelo Zuna heating up at the plate. Yes. Molina has been heating up at the plate. Got off to a really slow start. But again, career resume. You don't think he's going to hit? You don't think, you don't think Ozuna's going to field? Uh, and then Marcelo Zuna stole a base. Entertaining. Also got picked off. Entertaining, but in a different way. Didn't he really get picked off? He well, got, around, yeah. He got caught napping, I caught guess. Napping. Caught sleeping a little bit. I think in, the, in your... Retreating back. <laughs> if you're keeping score, that's a CN. <laughs> that's a caught napping for Ozuna. A little slow retreating back to first base after a single. And then there was a home run by the Dodgers, and Ozuna's near there, and you're thinking, boy, if he, if he climbs the fence <laughs> this time, he actually probably makes the catch. By the way, in case you're wondering, this isn't just a game in, in April. You know, Cardinals won the series. So, um, Martin, the all-time matchup between the Cardinals and Dodgers is, is on the line here. The Cardinals tweeting out not too long ago, they first played each other in 1892. The series, as it matches up since then in the 100-plus years, Dodgers, 1,029 wins. Cardinals, 1,000. 
29 wins. Wow. The head-to-head is even. Quite the rubber match today. <laughs> yes. Mike, were you aware that this was the rubber match in game 2059? So here's the hot take. We got a getaway day lineup, and the, and the rubber match of the entire franchise series is on the line. This is really Bless you we, for that setup off. You really need Calvin May down there today to hold them accountable for this because he could say, Mike, were you aware it is game 2059? Rubber match for the entire franchise series? That's unbelievable that they could play that many games. And it would still be 100% even. Yes. That's hard to believe. Uh, Cards-Dodgers afternoon game at Bush. Then off on Friday, going to Monterey, Mexico. Been through Monterey, Mexico on a train. Really? Wait, uh, you went through Monterey? How old are you? Went through Monterey, Mexico on a train? <laughs> how old are you? It's nothing, it's nothing to do with how old are you. It's not like I grew up in the Wild like, West. It just seems like something someone from the, uh, yeah. The Wild West. No, my right, dad like lived My dad lived say. in San Antonio. 310 to Monterey? Yeah. My dad lived in San Antonio. And one year at Christmas during college break, my brother and I were both visiting my dad. And they, my stepmom and dad said, what do you guys think about taking the train to Mexico City? And I said, that sounds like a terrible idea. And they said, all right, let's do it. <laughs> we drove to the border, which would have been Nuevo Laredo. And, I mean, it, it looks like a scene out of No Country for Old Men. And so you leave your car like a parking lot. I don't know. You probably wouldn't do it anymore. But we get on a train in Nuevo Laredo, and it's like a 24-hour train ride to Mexico City. But along the way, you go through all these towns. And I'm 99% certain Monterey was extremely industrial. And there are a lot of factories oh. from the U.S. there. So how on earth they ended up playing the Reds and Cardinals in Monterey? Like, I could see Mexico City. Monterey just seems a little random to me, is my point. But that's the series, Saturday and Sunday. And then guess where the Cardinals go next week? Milwaukee. Again. They were just there. But now you probably want to catch those Milwaukee buggers because they're 8-5. and five. They've lost three in a row to the Angels. They're getting beat up by Los Angeles. And the Cardinals are playing probably their best ball of the year. After all that early talk, and the Brewers looked really good. They're hitting a ton out of the ball. But they're 8-5 and five. cards. are 7-5 and five. in the Cubs, meantime. Sitting at three and eight. You Darvish, another not so great start. Maybe a lot of money not well spent by the Cubs on you Darvish. Uh, text topic that Frank put out there in the 10 o'clock hour. What do you most want to see in 2019? Now, Cardinal fans are not going to waver. They want to see another World Series I'm champion. I'm a big Cardinals fan, but I. But you're okay with Blues. I'm okay with Blues. Frank threw out, you know, Mizzou Final Four, Mizzou eh. Football SEC Championship. I'm like, no, no. Oh. After all the years of being teased and tormented, I think the answer 1,000% is the Blues winning. And that parade and how much. I just. What I think about, I just want to see all these random former players that come back, and you're interviewing these guys like, oh, my gosh, Craig Conroy is here. Scott Pellerin is here. Roman Turk showed up. I mean, can you imagine how much fun? Now, I'm not saying they're all coming back, but the amount of former Blues. Now, on the float or the parade, you're going to have the Kachucks and Hullies of the world. They're all going to be oh, featured. Oh, they have a lot of fun Like kegs on each one. <laughs> yes. Passing the cup around. <laughs> you might have to shut the city down for a couple of days. Uh-huh. Now, long way to go. Long way to go, but it is fun to think about. So the text topic, what are you most, I guess, willing to not even accept, but because you'd have to say, well, Blues over Cardinals, Blues over Mizzou, Blues over Illinois, Blues over Billikens, whatever your favorite team is, 
what would you pick? Of course, Marquette winning the national championship comes first. That's and after- 2020, though, so we can... Blues can win it in 2019. The next yeah. March, we can just pick Marquette to win I it. I think all. that's fair. Yeah. Texters at 855 282 8255. 855 282 8255. We'll also keep an eye on the Masters. Round one is underway in Augusta Tiger Woods among those on the course as we speak. All right. Last summer, sort of ran into a situation, <laughs> and it's not a big deal. I am more than willing to pay, Hoff. This is. This is a misnomer. Well, you got that back door, that back uh, rear view camera. So, yeah, your money Thank back's you. marked. Thank you. But I did ask Bill DeWitt III, hey, you got, any, you, know, you got any Def Leppard tickets laying around? And my wife really wanted to see Def Leppard. She said when she was in high school, it's the kind of concert her parents wouldn't let her go to. So we That's just, really funny to me. We're like, this would be kind of fun. Why not? Let's go. So I hadn't go, you know, I didn't go online. I didn't camp out. I didn't have the tickets. So we're getting close to the show. So I called Bill's office. I'm like, it's be kind of fun, you know. Let's let's go to the show. Bill's assistant calls back and says, "Oh yeah, hey Bill, want to make sure you got these great seats, you know? Just call me with your Visa or Mastercard, whatever." I'm like, "Oh, that's fine. We can pay for it. that's fine." And then I checked the tickets, and they were like 150 dollars each. I'm like, "Well, I mean, I <laughs> could have sat in the upper deck. I, mean, I, I probably could have just sat at home and listened to Photograph and Hysteria and Animal." I, Pour some sugar on me. I don't know if I needed to go that. So anyway, now I'm stuck, you can right? YouTube clips of a live concert of Def Leppard. Just Correct. But we went, and it was a great time. I'm not complaining. It's just kind of a funny story. So Sting is playing at the Peabody this Saturday. We saw him play the pageant a couple of years ago, and it was great because the smaller the setting, the more fun. And I'm like, Peabody, that's a pretty intimate setting. That'd be kind of fun. Fox 2 is a big sponsor because it's also a variety club event my former boss spencer Koch, is winning an award all he's done since he retired by the way is pick up awards huh. it's unbelievable he's getting another award for all the work he did congrats of course so at work i email over to our executive assistant said hey do we have any tickets distinction we're sponsors you know, it's a reasonable thought and they said we're having a lottery to pick winners from the station oh, that's great fair enough i'm not expecting any special courtesy okay mandy murphy comes up to me and says oh you're going to that thing i said oh great i didn't even know i won some tickets she said well do you know what it is i said well what it's three tickets to a concert That's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. i'll wear my you know my tight black t-shirt maybe a bandana bring a lighter she said no no no. this is a black tie dinner i said what she said it's the variety club it's a fundraiser it's an awards night she said sting will come out it's at the awards end. night sting comes out at the end of the night and i said okay well I guess I got that tuxedo I wore in 2001. That'll probably work. So now I'm telling my wife, hey, we're going to Sting. Isn't this exciting? She said, where is it? When is it? And I said, Saturday. The only caveat is it's a black tie. She said, formal event? She said, then you need a dress. I said, oh, wear whatever. She said, no, it's black tie. You can't just wear whatever. She said, you know, an evening gown for that thing? That's probably about 500 bucks. I said, Oh, my God. It's happening again. So I I thought about... Just sell the tickets. Don't even go. I thought about calling work and saying, oh, yeah, this... Oh, did I say I could go this Saturday? Oh, yeah, it's my volunteer night where I, you know, I help the kids in town. And I got a big event for the kids that I... So we're going. It's going to be great. But once again... $500. Careful. Careful what you ask for. Good for uh, good for Kim to uh, leverage that for new clothing. No, I. But her yeah, point what a was, play by yeah, yeah, good for her. No, but I beautiful. I, 
Her point was that's just the way it is. Hey, that's now, what if we factual or not? It was a play is a play. What if we done. what if we scalped the tickets <laughs> and didn't go outside? Hey, I got two here. I got two for Sting. I got black tie. I got brown tie. I got red tie. What do you want here? I got tickets. What if Manny's playing a joke on you and it's actually not a black tie event? Right. Everyone's oh, just wearing oh, jeans and just amazing. regular clothing. Or you, s- you and you and Kim this all, has all gussied up for the event. No, you scalp the tickets. And a couple of Hoosiers that just wanted to, <laughs> hey, play message in a bottle. <laughs> They're sitting next to Mandy in an evening gown, and they got on their throwback Lubos Bartechko jersey, and they just really want to go see Sting. <laughs> What's the uh, the menu? Do you know what they're going to be serving? I don't. I'm just focused on the price, to be yeah. honest with you, to be fair. I hope. <laughs> I so I will not be at, Trust me, I will not be asking again. <laughs> Any favors, any concert. I don't Mark, care. Mark, you want free green seats? No. Nope. No. No, thank you. You go to a slew game with tickets. You got to buy your son a. Correct. You got to buy your son a new slew shirt. You win sting tickets. Your wife's got to buy a. What, when do you get something out of this? Thank you. Thank you. What's you, Martin get out of this? Do you know what I'm doing later today? I'm digging into the closet and I'm checking. I'm putting on the <laughs> Can tux. Can you take a photo of it when you try it and on? My, my wife said, well, what if it doesn't fit? I said, oh, it'll fit. When's the last time you wore the tux? What event was it? Probably a wedding. I think I've worn it in the last 10 years. Are you the, Googling the, Martin in a tux? Is that the tux you're wearing? Are you wearing a tuxedo in your... This Jerry is the tux Lewis? with no. you and Jerry Lewis. Okay, it? that's in 1993. Well, I don't know how old the photo no, is. That photo is from 1993. <laughs> Me and Jerry Lewis. <laughs> Oh, no, Jerry Lewis lived till quite very recently. It yeah, could have been a well, look photo. at me. Don't I look a little younger there? You look happy. To be fair, look happy. I think that that's the difference between that photo and now. Oh, that's not fair. <laughs> that's me and Jerry. How could I not be happy? I was in Vegas hanging out with Jerry Lewis. Although, actually, what they do, and Mike Bush could tell you because I met Mike Bush at this event. I was working oh. at Rhinelander. NBC affiliates all did the Jerry Lewis telethon, but you got to go to Vegas for coaching on how to raise money how to host a telethon but the perk was you had to bring a tux you had to get dressed up because you'd get your picture taken for promotional purposes with the one and only jerry lewis you're you're lined up in a ballroom with like 100 200 people all tv people just waiting in line and he's being a thousand percent professional like hi how are you good i'm jerry great to meet you where sally where are you from sacramento nice to meet you. hey bill nice to meet where are you from tulsa he's just shaking everyone's hand taking pictures and when I get up there, for whatever reason, I said, hi, I'm Martin from Ryan. And he goes, Martin from Ryan. he does like a weird voice. And he makes it. And even in that picture, you can tell he's kind of making a weird face. He got real goofy when I went up there. And he shrunk down. He goes, look at you. You're a giant. And he kind of shrunk down even more. And then they go, smile. And they take the picture. Why are you bringing this out of I him? didn't do anything. <laughs> I literally, I watched him say hello to the news team from San Antonio, the news team from Laramie, Wyoming. And then I get up there and he just geeked out, <laughs> makes a weird face, called me a giant and sort of hunched his shoulders. And they snapped the photo. Does he not look like he's hunching his shoulders? Yes, he does. He, he's got a kind of a weird loopy face on. Correct. He made the weirdest face. I did nothing except walk up and say hello and introduce myself. I guess I have that effect on people. All right, texters, 855-282-8255. Schnooks is one of our great sponsors, and we're going to be there. Manana, it's the Schnooks on Highway K, I believe. In O'Fallon. In O'Fallon, Missouri. Mo Fallon, I believe, is what they call it. We'll be there from 10 until 2. God's country. Frank starts us out. Coveted Hour is there. 590 Baseball is there. Stop All by. warm-ups to 590 Baseball. Let's be Correct. fair. Friday's nothing but Opening a pregame show. Opening acts what you guys are. 
Uh, Schnook's one of our great sponsors. You can download the rewards program and also their app so you can keep track of your shopping while you're walking through the store and get your ham ordered now. It's Frick's Ham, which I is saw from Washington, ham. Missouri. I was driving to the ballpark yesterday. I saw a Frick's Ham billboard off 44, which is a disaster, I've learned. The highway. What's it? Hold on. What's a disaster? 44 is a disaster now. There's this construction everywhere. It's a mess. Oh, I thought. Frick's Ham ham. sounds great. Okay, I thought, what happened here? Let's get Frick's Hams. Freaking good, right? Oh, yeah. Hashtag, it's freaking good. It's local farms in Missouri, Illinois, and Iowa. I don't use uh, 44 east of Laclede Station anymore. Mm. Because because of that, all that traffic there from pretty much Laclede Station down to the city, it's horrible. I definitely don't do, if I have to, I'll maybe take it into the city. When it's no rush hour, but yeah, it's it's pretty crazy. When they finally finish it, it's going to be nice. The address, by the way, for Schnooks tomorrow, if you want to stop by and uh, chat, Blues Cardinals, 2183, no, that's next week, 3029 State Highway K in O'Fallon, Missouri. Next Thursday, 2183, I'm going to botch this street name. I apologize, Florissant. Charbonnier? Charbonnet? Charbonnet. 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 Joe Charbonneau. Joe Charbonneau Road Charbonnet in Florissant, Missouri. That's uh, next Thursday, the 18th. No, knowing how we pronounce stuff in the city, it's probably Charbonnier. One of our great sponsors also brings you the High School Athlete of the Week. Get online at 590thefan.com. You can vote early and often.